0: Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, speech and language expert, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. hello my podcast listeners i am so excited to bring you this audio from today this is from a live class that i've been teaching and because we're going to be out of town for thanksgiving we're renting a little pop-up rv let me know if any of you know how to cook a turkey in a dutch oven (laughs) we'll probably get one that's already cooked and just heat it up in there anyway i wanted to share a little taste of this class that i've been running And this is the week three part of creating the very best you in time for 2022. So I hope you enjoy and have a great holiday week. Also, I have made it a goal to get 100 podcast reviews for this podcast. If this podcast has helped you, please feel free to leave me a review today. I can't wait to hear from you. Hello, and welcome to week three of creating the very best you in time for 2022. I'm doing this recording and I hope that you guys enjoy it. The last two weeks we've been talking about how do we get into that energy of our future self? And then also how do we get really good at letting ourselves fail, letting ourselves not meet our expectations all the time and not letting that keep us from stopping Keep us from moving forward to what we actually really want. Okay. So this week is all about getting specific about what you're going to focus on for 2022. We've kind of been playing around with it for the past couple of weeks of different areas that you can focus on. And this is the week that we're going to start to put everything together. Okay. I'm going to start out with a quote. It's from my girl, Oprah, in what I know for sure. And what she says is, of course, no one can predict the future, but one thing I know for sure is the power of intention. And my intention is to approach every year as one of great promise. No doomsday for me. I hope to do my part with my, within myself and within the world to bring about a shift that lets us live more authentically, more lovingly, more intuitively, more creatively, and more collaboratively. That's my idea of a spiritual evolution, of a spiritual revolution. With alignment comes enlightenment. When you're aligned with your heart's desire, when you're in sync with who with who you're meant to be and how you, you're supposed to contribute to your magnificent earth, you feel a shift in perception. You start to notice moments of what people will call serendipity, but I like to, Oprah. Oprah likes to call it marvelisms because when I'm doing everything I'm meant to do to keep my body, mind, and spirit whole, I constantly marvel at how other experiences fall into place. Just love this. And it just sets up perfectly for what we're going to talk about today. Okay. Step one in getting specific, we're going to learn and we're going to really focus on what do you want? So often our brains are like, these are all the things I don't want. We're going to really focus on what do you actually want? We did this in week one where we wrote a future a letter to our future self. And we really got into that dream state. And some people, this was a little bit challenging. Some people were more familiar with this, but you really want to let go of all limitations and really dive into yourself. Okay. When you get into this dream kind of state, then you can really see that anything is possible. I know it might not look like it right now, but it is. Okay. So how do you want to feel about your life? Okay. Part of getting to the goal part of like starting to create what you want in your life, you're going to have to stop resisting what is currently happening in your life. When you are accepting all of the things that are happening in your life, you can start to see really how your thoughts are creating your feelings. There's nothing wrong with any feeling that you're experiencing, but it's not the thing that's happening in your life, the circumstance, it's how you're thinking about it that is creating whatever experience, whatever feeling you're having in your body about that thing. It's not the thing. We're going to talk about that more. But whatever you are feeling right now, all of your feelings are valid. (laughs) I, I joke. I'm like, I'm an equal opportunity feeling liker. Like, Like all of the feelings, the comfortable and the uncomfortable ones. Like, repeat after me. All feelings are okay. I think we are just taught in our society that it's like you need to run away from anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. But that leaves us, I was talking to a friend earlier, it leaves us sitting on the couch, Netflix, ice cream. It's my favorite. I think I've talked about it quite a bit, but. That leaves us doing those kinds of things that aren't serving our higher good. And so it might feel comfortable, but in the end, I mean, I'm going to lose muscle tone. My body's going to give me tons of symptoms if I do that. Like, because I have a chronically ill body, it will not be happy with me if I choose to do that. So even what I think would bring me comfort actually doesn't. So it's just easy, just accept, like, okay. I'm feeling tired, burned out, frustrated, ungrateful. And then, so funny, we feel those things. And then, on top of that, we judge ourselves. <laughs> and we tell ourselves, stop feeling that way. Your feelings, when you do that, when you tell your feelings that the uncomfortable ones to go away, they do. You resist them. But then they come back up. <laughs> it's even worse. Also, the good, fi- the good feelings are going to hide from you too. If you're trying to hide the bad feelings, quote unquote, the good feelings are also going to hide. And this is terrible because our feelings are always giving us clues on which way we want to go in life. And we want to lean into those feelings so that we can trust our own internal clock, our own internal dialogue, our own internal self. We want to be able to trust us. nobody else knows what you should do in your life, but you do. Okay. If you still want to learn a little bit more about, um, allowing and processing some of these uncomfortable emotions, I do have a podcast about that. So I can send that out to you later, but there's, there's a podcast. It's called making friends with, um, with your emotions. I think something like that. Okay. So once you really, truly start to recognize that everything you're experiencing is caused by your perception of the situation, it's going to allow you to see just how much power you have in your life. Okay. We often feel powerless in situations because we feel like all of the choices have been taken away. I think that's when I feel the most powerless. When you can see what your choices actually are, it's the quickest way to get you into taking the actions that you actually want to take. So we kind of talked about it, my second point here is to let it go and let in. So you want to let go of pushing those emotions away and allow them in because your body was created for that. The stress and all of the anxiety and all of these, and anger, all these elevated emotions come from us not allowing ourselves to feel the underlying emotions like sadness or grief or whatever, whatever it is. It's different for everybody. But allow your body to be the safe place for your emotions to exist. Okay. I so said choices give us power. It's my third point. Can I give you an example? Okay. I have a four-year-old. He's so wonderful. <laughs> he is like my metaphor for I think like how, how my primitive brain talks to me. <laughs> He's like, I want candy. I, w- I don't want to go to sleep. <laughs> like, I want to watch the iPad. Like anything he says is like what I think my brain is always offering me. Like, let's go eat hot dogs for dinner. <laughs> He's got great ideas because I mean, in my brain too. So a few weeks ago, I took my son to Target. We were just returning things, right? <laughs> and we, we did the return and he was like, oh, let's go see what's in the toy section. I was like, we've recently have recognized that. We have not taught him as much as we have the older kids, the three older ones about how we do money with them, which is they do jobs around the house, they get some money and they can buy whatever they want. There you go. I've been buying him a lot of stuff because he's been little and it's been pandemic and stuff is weird. And he's only been to Target like once (laughs) or twice in the past year. So he was very excited. I was like, okay, we can go to the toy section. You can look at everything you want to look at. Can't touch anything. It's good COVID. But I told him, you don't have any money. You cannot buy anything, but you can look. He's like, oh, okay, I don't need to buy anything. We'll just go. We'll just go look. <laughs> and see where I'm going. This is what our brains do. We're like, I'm not gonna eat the candy. I'm not gonna eat the kid's Halloween bucket. I'm just gonna see like what's inside. <laughs> I love four-year-olds. So we get to the toy section and he is excited, like on a roll. So excited. Okay. He's looking at the Paw Patrol and Transformer stuff and Legos and all of it. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. Like, I love this too. This is awesome. He's like, I want to buy this one. And I want to buy this one. And I want to buy this one. And some of these, I'm like, okay, well, maybe we could put it on your Christmas list. Like we could put it on a wish list. He's like... No, I want to buy it now. And I was like, remember, you don't have any money. He's like, I want to buy this now. This is our brains, right? I'm like, I like I already told you I'm not going to eat the candy braid. Right? I just wanted to look. It's like, but I see it. I'm like, but you said you weren't going to eat it. But I see it. Our brains. They're so funny. Can you tell I've struggled with Halloween candy this year too? <laughs> so, anyway, our I'm there with him. And if I'm telling him like, hey, you can't buy anything. Like he can't hear me. Right. I'm like, there's number one. He's like super sad because he's honed in on one Paw Patrol thing. He's like, just this one mom. I just want this one. I'm like, but you need to go home and make money and then bring it back to target. And you can buy toys. He cannot hear the reasoning. <laughs> I'm giving the choices. I'm giving him options. Right now he is feeling so, <laughs> so stuck. Like he's like, I did this to him. I'm such a, <laughs> he's such a victim of me bringing him to the toy section that I was not planning on bringing it to <laughs> like, I'm the one that did this. It's okay. You can think that. So what I did though, and he's like, he's feeling so sad and disappointed. Right. And he's like, I said, he's the victim. He looks like he's like, mom's the one that did it. <laughs> She's the aggressor. Of course, I didn't see it that way. Right. I'm like, I wasn't even planning to go here. Now you get this extra time. Like we are thinking very different things about this toys and we're having very different experiences. And of course, part of me is like, I'm just buying the dang toy. I just buy him a toy. Then I'll be happy. But I'm like, he will think thoughts that make him happy about the toy for about five minutes. And then he'll forget about it when we get like, after he's done playing with it and unboxing it, which is fine. You know, it's great. But I remembered who I wanted to be. And I had made a decision, Hey, I want to teach him a concept. He's old enough. This is good. So, and he had been having trouble doing his chores because he wasn't seeing that it was directly related to like, I do chores. I get money. So we hadn't been very good about teaching that. So I was like, okay, I can, I can improve on that thing. So me telling him just go home and get, and unload the dishwasher and you can get a quarter. He's like, okay, everything's not okay. I sat there and looked him in the eye and he's like, I want that toy. And what he needed in that moment was validation. He didn't need me to tell him the solution and his choices and you should think this and you should think that and da-da-da-da-da. like he didn't need that. He wanted me to know what he really wanted. He like he's like, I want that I'm like yes you want that. I really want to buy this. Yes. You really want to buy that. I want, I don't want this for Christmas. I want it right now. And so like me mirroring it back to him, like, I mean, at some point, like, did he, was he like getting it at the beginning? Not really, but he was like, oh, wait, mom's getting me. Mom's understanding. I really want this. And then we did some Lion's breaths, <laughs> some yoga lion's breaths to get us because right now he's so escalated. He's up in his fight or flight response in his brain, he can't hear anything. And this is what happens to us too. We're like, <gasps> like, if I don't eat this chocolate, I'm going to die. <laughs> We're so dramatic. We're dramatic like the four-year-old. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's do some things to get back into our body, to get back present. Let's breathe a little bit. And then when he's out of that state, then we're able to talk about it. Like, okay, when you go home, when you do the dishes, when you unload the dishwasher, the utensils, I will give you a quarter. When you put away your laundry, I will give you a quarter. When you help with bringing in the groceries, I will give you a quarter, whatever it is. And I mean, did he really love it that I was telling him that? No, but he could see, oh. Oh. I have the power over if I get toys or not. Mom doesn't have the power. Just do, I do these jobs, I get the money, she takes me to Target, I get the toy. I mean, this is teaching goals for <laughs> very baby steps for a four year old. Okay. The same thing for us. Now we think that, um, we think that it's just like, this is too much. Like I'm going to throw a fit. Like I just rather like not do the thing or like make sure that somebody else does the thing. (laughs) We don't realize that we have a choice to make in the matter always. Okay. All right. So now that he has choices, he's come back home. We've started to reiterate, okay, you do this, this happens like action, consequence, action, consequence. He's racking up his quarters and he is well on his way to getting his, achieving his goal of getting that Paw Patrol toy. Okay. But this is a matter of managing your brain and letting yourself know that you do have options and you do have choices and you can take steps forward. And he's got lots of ways that he can get money, right? He's pretty cute. You can ask his grandma for some, <laughs> Okay. So once we see that we have choices and we have influence over what we want to focus and what we want the focus of our lives to be, like I like to check in with myself about what is it that I want to focus on? I'm going to flip this over for a second. It's my fancy little wheel of life. (laughs) This is your life drawing. Okay, I've got I've got six sections. We've got career and business, relationships could be your spouse or your kids or both, money, health, and when I think about health, especially for those of you with chronic illness, think about there's a part of like oh I want to lose some weight. There's also part of like I have some symptoms for my chronic illness, so that's what I divide health up into. And there's spirituality and romance. Some of you want to meet somebody. <laughs> Okay. So there are these general areas that I like to look at in order to decide what I want my focus to be on. Um, the key is restraint. I know we've talked about this in the class before, but so many times we're like, oh, like I'm messing up in this area, in this area, in this area. And I don't want you to worry about all of them. And just worry about one, okay? Don't worry about any of them, <laughs> but we're focusing on what we want to create in an area of our life. And once you start to create it in one area of your life, it's going to affect everything. So it just doesn't matter what you pick. Just pick anything. I personally, when I'm trying to pick something that I want to focus on, I like to check in with my body. (laughs) I know this seems very foreign to so many of us. This is like... (laughs) This is not how I lived most of my life. This has only been like in the past, maybe five years. I used to live in my head. I'm I'm one of those high overachiever people, right? (laughs) Many of you are too. So many of us live in our heads and we forget that we have an entire body that we live with too. (laughs) So when I think about something that I want to change, I want to get my entire self involved in the process. I don't want my brain to just be taking charge and be like, well, we need to do this, 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 and this, and this. And my body to be like, uh, wait a second, that's way too much for me. <laughs> I like to pick the whole part of me, okay? So even if I feel scared to pick a certain area, I'm going to go with my intuition of, is this really like not the area? Or am I just scared that I'm going to have to change something about me? to reach the goal that I really want, okay? You got a gift, a, a gift. This quote is a gift. I have a quote for you about intuition because I think it's important. I think that, like I said, nobody knows what your goal should be. Nobody knows what your focus should be next, except for you. You were the expert of your life. It's learning how to trust ourselves to be the expert, okay? So you have gifts to give. And you know, you long to know what they are, because in giving them lies your full potential, your joy, your aliveness, intuition can help you in all of this. Everyone experiences intuition in their own way. Some people think it means hearing voices in your head. That's the way of an advanced multisensory human. It's not the only way, right? People can have thoughts that they recognize as meaningful. They can see a movie. And there's something in the movie that they know is meant just for them, an answer to a question that they've asked. They might overhear a conversation, and in that overheard conversation is the answer they've been looking for. Some people get goosebumps when they have an intuition. Some people have a feeling, a yes feeling or a no feeling. There's no right way or wrong way to experience intuition. You have your own intuitional structure. That's from Gary um, Zukav, I think that's how you say his name. So, like I said, you know, it's learning to trust ourselves that we know what the next right step is for us in our, in, in the very best way for us. The name of this, <laughs> of this course is creating your very best you. She's already exists. It's just unpeeling the layers so we can see her. Okay. You don't have to change anything. Like we said in the last class, you don't have to change anything for you to become more valuable. You're already hundred percent valuable, hundred percent lovable, but now you get to just put out something fun in your life. Okay. So once I have a general idea of what I want my vision of the future self to look like, um, and like I said, that was similar to what we did in the first class. You're going to want to get really specific in that area of what you want it to look like in a year. Okay, I flip the chart over again. Okay. And pick the general area. Okay. And then I like to, like I said, I like to journal. So you're going to want to get really specific in that area of what you want it to look like in a year. So I want you to take a moment and pause here. You just push pause because I'm not going to record the pause. (laughs) And I want you to journal for a few moments, okay? Journal about this specific area from that wheel of life or something that's spoken to you personally about what you want it to look like, okay? All right, pause now. All right, I'm assuming you're back from your beautiful journaling experience. Take a look at what you've written. From here, I like to listen to my intuition, like I said, and wait for her to show me what I can track that's going to show the actual progress of what I'm wanting to accomplish. Okay, while you're doing this, you want to make sure that you are writing your goals in present tense. Okay. You want to make it crystal clear. I'm going to make it so clear that anybody could see, check, they did this goal. Check, they didn't do this goal. And some some things are a little bit more challenging, especially if you're thinking about like relationships. They can be a little challenging to figure out how to word it, but you'll know. You'll know how to make it really specific. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. So if my area that I was picking was health, I might say for a goal, I lose 20 pounds and maintain my weight by December 31st, 2022, or maybe I say I complete too many triathlons by December 31st, 2022. If my area is a business that I want to focus in, I might say, I create 100K in my business by December 31st, 2022. Check, not check, okay? If my area is romance, if I'm looking to meet somebody, I could say, I am dating the most incredible person by December 31st, 2022. You can make it as specific as you want. Put your order in for the universe. Like, he looks like this, but whatever you want. Okay, If my area is money, I might say I have $10,000 in a savings account by December 31st, 2022. You get the picture, okay? You want these goals to be so clear and so concise that it's really easy to tell by the end of your goal timeframe. I either hit the goal or I didn't. Easy as that, okay? Now, here's a tip. Here's some tips. If your goal does not make you feel the slightest bit queasy, it's not big enough. (laughs) You got to stretch yourself. This is how you grow and expand. It's got to be a little exciting and a little scary at the same time. Like when I did this with one of my, with my life coach, (laughs) I told her my my business goal. She's like, you need a 10x that. What? No. (laughs) No. because I was comfortable with the first goal. Second goal, I was like, Ugh, I kind of feel like I want to throw up a little bit. <laughs> that's kind of how you want to feel about your goals. <laughs> I know it's like, you know, maybe not so comfortable, but we're getting out of that primitive brain. We're getting out of that comfort zone, okay? All right. So, and that's how you could practice being brave, right? Being a little scared and doing it anyway. Okay. Now this is the most important step. You must write down your goal. There's so much research on this. Like, I don't care. I don't care. You have to write down your goal. Like, even if you're not ready to quite make your goal right now, if you want to like get really clear on it with a coaching session, we can do that, but you have to write your goal down. (laughs) Use a post-it. Get you a sticky note, write your goal, stick it on your bathroom mirror, get a note card and put it on your nightstand. You could write, do a screensaver. So you see it. You just want to be seeing it as often as possible. You want it top of mind. You want your brain focused because when we don't manage our brains, our brains are going everywhere and we're saying yes to things that we that is not going to lead us closer to that goal. Okay. All right. So. Take a moment, pause, no, really pause, get your pen and post it, go find it, write down that goal. Go on, I'll wait for you. Okay, now that you are specific on your year-long goal, you want to start getting some quarterly goals and reviewing them, okay? I like to set two to three three three-month goals two of them, I write them as something that I can do. It's like, okay, I did this or I didn't do this. And then something that I create, that's totally up to me. And one that's not directly in my control. Okay. So for example, if completing two triathlons this year was my goal, here are some short-term goals that, that I could do. So if I know quarter is three months, the end of the quarter. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but I'm like March 31st, three months. I would write out by March 31st. So I know there's 12 weeks. And if I'm trying to, I'm like, well, I need to run and I need a bike. I know I'm going to do those things at like in these months. Maybe I'm not going to swim. I don't know. This is an example. I want to focus on running and biking. Okay. So. Out of 12 weeks, I might get sick. I might not feel well. Something might come up. So I would be like, okay, I want to give myself two weeks grace period. Okay. So I might say by March 31st, I complete 10 runs. I can get more specific if I want to. Like I complete 10 minimum of one mile runs, whatever. By March 31st, I complete 10 bike rides. And then the one that's kind of up to me, but not up to me. I run three miles at a 10 minute pace. Like, I don't even know what I would run. I I wouldn't run right now. (laughs) That's just me, (laughs) but I don't know what my pace is. So I could, you know, ask like, do I think I could run this pace, you know, by the end of three months? All right. So we're going to talk next week more about how to plan out what your next steps would be after you do your year-long goal. But for now, you can see how I'd set it up just to get really clear. Okay. And let's see, you might be thinking like, oh, what if I don't run 10 times like at the end of March 31st? Like, And my question for you is, what if you run eight? <laughs> What if you were not running at all before and now you choose to run eight times? What's the problem with not hitting exactly what you thought you might in your planning? You really need to be focusing on who are you becoming in the process? I would really be focusing on like, I'm becoming a runner. I'm becoming a triathlete. If I want to do those two triathlons, I really need to be thinking about how I'm going to feel when I've accomplished the thing. Right. And for me, like, if I think about like, I used to do triathlons. I'm like, maybe this needs to be one of my goals. I don't know. I'm still there. (laughs) I have my big goal, but I'm like, yeah. So anyway, but for me, if I run a triathlon, I'm going to feel proud of myself at the end. I'm going to feel accomplished during the race. I'm going to feel really determined and I'm going to feel committed. I want to finish this thing. Okay. So now in order to become that future version of me, the girl that's finished the thing, I have to practice those emotions today by the thoughts that I'm thinking right now. Some of those thoughts, as I would be training, I'd be focusing like thoughts on like I'm doing this. It was hard to stick with this. I'm doing it anyway. I'm proving to myself that I can do hard things. I'm getting stronger with every exercise. Like when I think that (laughs) as I'm exercising, I'm getting stronger with each exercise that I show up for. Oh my gosh. Like commitment, determination, like all of these like really action oriented emotions come up for me which is good because <laughs> you've got to do a lot of actions to prepare for a triathlon. Okay. All right. I hope that you have gotten more clarity on what is happening for you and what you are seeing for your future. The future is what we create. I have two quotes for you to end class. This one's from, oh my goodness, I'm not gonna be able to say his last name either. Peter D- Diane Miss. He says, the day before something is truly a breakthrough, it's a crazy idea. Trying out crazy ideas means bucking expert opinion and taking big risks. It means not being afraid to fail because you will fail. The road to bold is paved with failure. And this means having a strategy in place to handle risk and learn from mistakes is critical. Okay. And then my last quote. Neil Gaiman, I hope that in this year to come, you make mistakes because if you are making mistakes, then you are making new things, trying new things, learning, living, pushing yourself, changing yourself, changing the world. You're doing things you've never done before. And more importantly, you're doing something. So that's my wish for you and all of us. And my wish for myself, make no mistakes, make glorious, amazing mistakes, make mistakes nobody's ever made before. Don't freeze. Don't stop. Don't worry that it isn't good enough or it isn't perfect. Whatever it is, art or love or work or family or life, whatever it is you're scared of doing. Thanks for listening to it. this podcast. Make your if you're looking for a life coach year, to work and with, forever. what are you waiting right. for? Let's coach together week. today. Have a Hope you have a wonderful um, week creating holiday. beauty Bye. wherever you go.